And yeah, that was the story of how I stole a goat. And I'm two megabytes of RAM. And this is Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. Took me a while to remember the tagline of the show that I've been doing for three years. I'm glad you did, because I did it. <laughs> I think I think you have a, a little bit of a leeway, though. Ah, uh, right, yeah. But I keep missing the cue every time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, right now we are supposed to like do some type of like cue to set up for you to say, remember, you did it to yourself. Exactly. See, so you got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because we have like um, a loaded GIF where it just shows like the green light on a traffic light to let me know when I should speak. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took a long time to to train that GIF to be just right with timing over a, vi- a voice call. Yeah, yeah. We call this uh, Pavlovian podcasting right now. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of uh, timely treats, let's just jump right into it. Exactly. Since last episode, we, we kind of got a bit distracted, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened last uh, episode. It was a bit of a, a blacked out blur, you know? Yeah. Some sort of frenzy. I woke up with a good couple of cans of some unknown beverage around me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Just a pepper haze. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're in the new chapter of Nymphomercial, and we've got some cool guests lined up. Uh, Aurora will be sneaking back into the studio, it looks like. But for now, mm-hmm. it's just the two of us today. Uh, and so I figured, why not do a, a blind read-through? Like, uh, yeah. we've done, like, twos of times before. <laughs> Exactly. It's an intimate podcast, listener. Just pull up a chair, come scooch by the fire, and let us recount you a tale. I, I picked one just because of the, the theming of like going on to the future of the show, and I know nothing else about it. Do you want to, in fact, like read read the info, give us the, the title and artist, since I 99% of the time pronounce them wrong. Okay, so I'm just going to take a stab at and guess of what is... What we got here, but basically the title reads uh, C94 Koya Rati. Uh, the title of our little thing is called Kataleya 202 Goshitsu no Robo Musume, uh, which I think something, something robot girl. And it's in English, and I think it was translated by Crabble this instance as well. So let's look at the tags right now. We got big breasts, always a good product there. Soul female. All right. And of course, our good old classic mainstay, Nagadashi. For those that are uninitiated, that just means cream pie. And we got big ass and probably the most uh, interesting tag of the group here. We got robot. Yeah, I figured, you know, the the future is now. So let's do robot girls. AI art. We're on AI girls. All right. (laughs) Exactly. As I'm reading ahead here, I just realized the the artist is, in fact, ratty. So R-A-T-I, it should you be more inclined to see it more of their work. So something I just thought about, if we were to make AI generated partners, does this mean it like pull from all of Tinder data? Because I feel like that'd be a very skewed uh, representation of humans. Yeah, yeah. That would just kind of suck, wouldn't it? You know, if we're going to have like AI partners, just give me like, you know, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go wild on turn one, you know? 
Yeah. Why why limit the imagination to just what we see on uh, Clover or Bumble, you know? Exactly. Why stay in the realm of humanoid? That's what I'm saying. I mean, look at AI art. It's uh, going beyond human. It won't even do a human hand ever. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some struggles that even uh, robots share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we just get right into it then, Milk? Yeah, I say let's deep dive. All right. So as I'm clicking this right now, I'm just going to focus on the cover right here just to sort of expand upon it. So Obviously, the big focus of this little uh, doujinshi we got right here is it's going to be a robot girl. First of all, robots, how do you feel about them, Milk? Um, <laughs> like, as a physical partner, I have no interest in it personally. Could you fall in love with a robot? I, I don't think so. Uh, Could Have you ever seen the film Her? Could you do that? <laughs> I haven't seen Her. Have you seen Deus Ex or no. Ex Machina? <laughs> I have listened to the song Google Girl by the Mad Show Boys about falling in love with the Google Translator voice. <laughs> That's <just> like, <laughs> in the grand scheme of all this automated, automated sexual objects, that's like fall in love with a toaster. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're brave and they could. So why not fall in love with a toaster? Oh, gosh. Not the toaster milk. <laughs> Don't get the grill marks. There's two <laughs> slots. <laughs> yeah, and both of them are not for human interaction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like cowards like that. <laughs> I'll have one intimate night and you can call me milk toast after that. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, how do you feel as like uh, robots as a tag, you know, as a concept to, in uh, erotic media? I think it's... It's a really vague tag, even though it doesn't sound like it, because mm, a lot of times okay. robots can be something very humanoid or very machined. Uh, a robot mm. can be so humanoid that it's like, let, let's look at Cyberpunk 2077's art style, where your bionic people have like just little lines and marks or like cybernetic eyes. Same with Ghost in the Shell. Mm. It's like, do you count that as the robot tag? Because sometimes these tags need to have a vague leeway to try to get some of the the interest in there. But yeah, because of that, and then because it could just be a straight up sex machine, like just a pump and nothing else. Mm. I feel like it's a strangely vague tag for something that's so rarely tagged. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, when you put it like that way, that is true because, you know, as you described, there are like sort of androids that are, you know, sentient beings that sort of try to mimic the appearance of a human. But uh, in regards to this uh, doujinshi right here, Catalea, we are looking at the visage of a robot girl who is distinctly non-organic. You know, there is no like um, misconstruence of like sort of um, any human elements here. You wouldn't just like see this as a, as a human form and a physique as like a sort of slim feminine figure but you know the face would denote that it's and also some of the designs would denote that it's fully automated i guess or some sense yeah we see full jointed segments mm. but there is like curvature of breast but then the face is very non-human it's um kind of in the samus area yeah even though i understand that's just like a suit but we're working with um a thin samus yeah 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 definitely so um this just kind of reminds me when I was like, when I was a wee lad, I was reading up a video game review for the game Zone of the Enders. Are you familiar with that, um, Milk? No. Uh, okay. It's a game by uh, Hideo Kojima, 
where you sort of get in a giant uh, robot and you have to like stop a war from occurring, if I remember correctly. But I remember reading the view for it, like saying like how they liked the new robot that was used in this. And they said like it was very sexy. And I never heard that word described for a robot before. And I think it's like pretty apt in this sort of occasion because it's like, um, even though there are like certain design elements of the robot on display here that are very feminine, but also there are more like subtle features that are sort of designed to evoke a sort of sense of grace and elegancy uh, in the robot, which cannot be done by just doing a sort of uh, one-to-one aesthetic translation of uh, human features. You know, there are sort of like um, ridges along the arm that sort of mimic sort of like a complex muscular feature and sort of fins on the face that sort of have like, uh, I guess the best way to describe it, like a sort of vague uh, aquatic uh, style to them. Which sort of, uh, you know, goes further along the path of like away from holy human and into sort of like monster territory. Yeah, there's a, a certain like alienness to her face. Yeah, yeah, with, totally. Uh, the fins and then instead of like just humanoid eyes, there's kind of this implication of like some type of um, screen that can see, you know, you've got these like a dot matrix in the eyes, but it wraps around the head in a, like a pink band. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, it's like how some mechs sort of like try to evoke the idea of a human, but like are going in a certain other direction as well. to sort of like, uh, distinctly differentiate itself from, um, human perceptions, you know? Yeah. And I would say, of course, Neon Genesis Evangelion really pushed that kind of trend of humanoid, but something's not quite right. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's a lot to be said about uh, Evangelion's uh, aesthetic influence on sort of um, mech uh, construction. You know, they've like we've gone away from like sort of uh, blockiness and sort of more towards like the the life and the very um, almost like... uh, scuba suit sort of appearance of like robots now you know um which is you know come a long way since the movie uh metropolis that had like a female robot you know yeah well okay so with all that what's the sexiest robot you've seen <sighs> that's a good question um i remember having a patreon poll for like um what sort of robot should i try to like uh anthropomorphize and sexual fiber i didn't think i picked from like the stereotypical um, sexy robots. Um, what did I pick? Oh, I picked like Gundam, the Pacific Rim, Metal Gear, <laughs> Megazord, uh, Mechagodzilla, and Ava Unit 1. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sexiest robot. I got to have an answer for this. Um, I, I want to say RC from Transformers. Oh, okay. Are you familiar like, with uh, RC? Not off the top of my head. I was just thinking like an RC car. Um, but that's what it is, right? It's like the the small transformer that like turned into all the different stuff. I, I've only seen the Transformer movies. I've never really watched the show. Oh, okay. Let me just uh, editing person. Remove this little dead <laughs> air where I just show milk what RC looks like. <laughs> Okay, I have I have photo evidence of RC now. It's um, yeah, very feminine. I I love the Laura Croft triangle breasts. Yeah, yeah, and then that's like the sort of first iteration of her. And then as it gets further along, she becomes more and more sort of like you know 
for lack of a better word, fuckable. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very interesting design. Uh, And this is like an official Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the show and she is definitively the girl Transformer, which, you know, is back. You know how things were back then or like cartoon shows when they never had to have like a female, whatever. They had to, you know, pink bow hips you know <laughs> yeah they're like this is the the lore and the like visual design choices we've made but only for <laughs> males we'll break all the rules to make you know it's a girl yeah yeah i think like marketing where people think like oh yeah it's for the girls so they can get into it and it's more like no it's just for the guys just have weird thoughts about when they're older <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i want to see more things where it's like hey the males and females can both follow the design strategy it, it's like that meme of like the rat yeah. girl and the rat guy i will now buy your game yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much yeah. Like just make them all rats make them all cars <laughs> you don't have to make everything fuckable but this is still a really good design. It looks like they've definitely gone some different directions than the other Transformers, which like would make me want to see other Transformers explore some of these more human-esque design elements. Exactly. And I'm very sorry that every episode of infomercial, I cannot help but bring up some sort of weird roundabout way of me saying i want to fuck a car but yeah let's go on let's keep going <laughs> you know you, you say that i also just saw your tweet from earlier today okay that has nothing to do with that's just a weird phoenix experience but for full context i made a tweet saying about like how phoenix is just a weird place to live because people have only fans just for their cars and trucks i just think it's weird that that's the thing that's not something i was like oh i'm gonna look into this a lot i just like I remember going to Tiogon earlier this year and they have like those kind of, um, I don't know if you've ever been to like anime conventions or like if it's the same everywhere else, but they've got like those cars out in the parking lot that are sort of done up with all the anime decals and sort of like full body artwork. Mm-hmm. And then on the back of them, they, have, they now have a link to like, you know, their social and their social being only fans. And I'm just like, okay, I'm mildly curious what's on, you know, what's on this, you know? You're probably thinking like, oh, it's like it's the owner and they're like a hot person, you know, who owns the car. But no, it is just the car, (laughs) just the car. You are paying insert OnlyFans subscription fee number here to see pictures of the car (laughs) in better lighting, question mark. (laughs) Just from good angles, you get really the underside. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a bit of oil on the floor, you know, and ooh, it's like suggestively revving towards you you know i don't know oh it's antennas so erect (laughs) Ooh, the window wipers are down Ooh, you know like i just like what the fuck i don't know why my path keeps crossing with this sort of like car sexuality i don't know it's it just keeps happening it's really edging really crossing the line Gotta make it happen sometime. Does it keep happening or are you looking for it? You know, we don't know. Yeah. We have a lot to say about me. (laughs) So I've never been like too attracted to any mechanical thing, but Mm. I will say I thought Pepper Cat from Metabots was a pretty cute design. Now that 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 is a good call. First of all, because I love Metabots. Hell, hell yes. It's such a great show. Um. And then Peppercat, I was I was commissioned by I was going to be commissioned by someone to draw uh, art to Peppercat, and they never went through with that, and uh, that's a shame. 
But yeah, no, Peppercat's good. I think it does a really good job of bringing out like robotic aesthetics, but still kind of that like cat girl look. Mm. Yeah, my, my favorite thing was just that her like claws were the prongs of an outlet. Yeah, socket prongs. Yeah, oh, that was really clever. Yeah, I love Metabots. I just love all the designs. And it's like, it was uh, one of the first shows, I think, animated by Hiroyuki Imaishi, which went on to be like a big trigger animator. You get to see that really like smooth animation in that show, and it's got like such a nice like strong visual identity. So yeah, I just want to I just want to be say that I'm impressed by the the Metabots reference in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy. We we should try to find some Metabots hentai out there. Uh, to well, bring yeah, yeah. To the I show. mean, after I've uh, <laughs> spent a week with it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. after you really get in the details, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After I've got it out of my system, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we can like collaborate with these car only fans and <laughs> make like a new Metabot fusion of all their like cars and stuff and make a, a sex comic out of that. Oh, yeah, there you go. Only fans for my Gundam model, <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, back back to our, our main robot of the evening, though. Mm-hmm. I will say she's uh, purple. She's got the green eyes. Very nice color palette. Yeah. I know a lot of the words I'm throwing out there, like green, purple, very neon Genesis-y, but mm. it's different. There's like It's like more of a pastel purple and stuff. But more softer in the eyes, yeah. Yeah. One thing we did not get to, though, that I think is interesting mm. is her breasts. <laughs> I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> so one thing I really enjoy in any type of mechanical design is when there's some type of indentation with the idea of like that's how you can use to get under and pry it open. Mm. <laughs> uh, you see that a lot in uh, Cyberpunk's 2077 design stuff. Yeah, yeah, like where like you can imagine parts of the body open up to reveal something. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. there'll be like a little inlet where a tool or like a finger can go to like lift it up or interact to actually bring that opening mm. up. Mm. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. our robot here, her breasts are kind of like two almost like sets of flower petals wrapping into each other. But mm. on the side that comes from the, the side of the body in towards the collarbone, that's where you have these indents. So mm. from a mechanical standpoint, it's like, OK, well, that's where you use to open it up to get in here. But from, I'd say, more of like a sexual innuendo standpoint, it almost gives the impression of like fingers pressed into flesh, groping the breasts. Yeah, yeah. When you put it like that way, that's like a very neat design you know it's like it acts like twofold in that sort of manner to sort of help cement the fact that this is very much a mechanical item you're looking at as well as a sexual being yeah yeah sexual being and also to act as a sort of like a high fashion bra you know already we get a lot of clever design aspects from this this character which i'm sure will go into lots of detail with the the rest of this comic <laughs> i'm sure we'll be exploring every nook and cranny of this uh, mechanical design yes mm-hmm. okay so we open up our first page and our first panel shot of an outside apartment which i think the sound effect here is uh kia it's like a door closing and it says friday 8 29 and then we see a protagonist on the next panel, slowly walking about in his day. He waves forward towards the camera where we have a subject in frame. And he exclaims, good morning, Catalea. Zoom onto the next panel, out of the panel, and we see our automated heroine. 
this is our titular Catalina, I guess. And she says, ah, good morning, Toma. You're bringing out the trash at the exact time today as well, almost like a robot. So she's doing this sort of like interesting uh, flirtatious pose, you know, bending over, arms down, but one arm is sort of cocking up her breast to say, you know, very suggestive and flirtatious pose. The uh, the effects on the panel would denote this is a sort of like a very lovey filter we're looking at right now. That or she like really just had a good car wax polishing. Oh, yeah. You know, and it just like the car hits that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to get me to talk about it again. <laughs> Nick, you know, OK. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you know, very lovely filter. And then we cut back to Toma, who was in a sort of a daze. You know, he exclaims, I simply adore Catalea, who lives in the same housing complex. So interesting implication here. I did not think it was going to be this direction where this, um, you know, it's kind of like a the robot has not just sentience, but also uh, autonomy and independence. This is unlike anything I've seen. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, a citizen, I would imagine, you know, like it's doing its own thing. Um, so anyway, and then final panel says, meeting her on Fridays is always a secret pleasure to me as she is uh, waving back to the Toma. Oh, my, oh, my Japanese Duolingo can help me out on these characters here. I think it says, which I don't know what that means, but yeah, I just know what it sounds like. <laughs> but there is a heart at the end of it. So like, well, yeah. So like, you know, like, bye, you know, or whatever. Implied flirty. I do want to say the magnificent breast detail I spent so long to comment on aren't there. Well, okay. And this one I'll help you fill up on. So we in the comic book, um, uh, making industry call this a level of detail. <laughs> yeah. So like, obviously, the mech has a complicated design, and most artists out there um, don't really draw mechs that much. So, like, they're very much like, um, you know, they got, they got a lot of moving parts, they got a lot of intricate details on their armor design. So, in the interest of like, we're going to be drawing this character a lot, we're kind of just like, well, we'll just give you like a general impression of what was on their design and go from there. You know, very understandable. But there are some interesting choices. Like we see her bicep have like several plating parts mm. around her waist is a lot of parts to indicate muscle. You would think that so early on into an erotic manga, they wouldn't strip like breast detail, you know, like they would have mm. picked and choose different places. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. So. I want to say that the cover to this comic was done at a much more later slash comfortable time when the artist had maybe maybe more room to draw it, you know, without such a pressing matter of like, you know, maybe having this comic ready for a certain convention, you know? Yeah. Uh, I will yeah. say the, the art is great, though. The mech design is good, but also just really well executed from two different angles already that we've seen this character at. Uh, everything looks like it's very well thought out. You know, this is someone who has like a full character turn of this design or at least well thought out in their head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The The armor design is really cool looking. And it's like this is such a treat for the eyes, you know, especially if you're the kind of person who is into this podcast and presumably into, you know, monster fucking. Yeah, I'd say most of our audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kings and queens represent. But yeah, definitely like, you know, you got that. Um, general uh, a humanoid appearance you know so that's really good and the one thing that is immediately pleasing me about this manga that you know we don't get through a blind uh, review is that i know that she has 
uh, sort of independence. So it's not like a Chobit situation where like, you know, this guy ordered her off Amazon and woke her up and then she's like, you know, effectively a newborn, you know? Oh, so I'm yeah. just glad that's not the thing, you know, we're like, you know, it's kind of like just a slave play relationship and, you know, that's, that's fine if you're into that and that's your thing. But like, I feel like that's a very common, you know, and I, don't, I wouldn't expect a doujinshi to sort of go in the route of giving a robot autonomous, you know, sort of like personhood, you know, but I mean, this is still page one, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just, I'm excited already. Well, on to page two, I'm already seeing things that seem uh, unpredictable. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we're still oh, no. good. Like we, we see okay. our, our protagonist and he's like, hmm, what's this? And on the ground is what almost looks like a heel sort of like a high heeled shoe. It's a like round curved plate with um, a, a sprue coming out that is um, somewhat phallic looking, I would say. Is did your mind really go to heel? <laughs> like, like, I mean, you know, milk, if you're just a sweet, innocent uh, baby that doesn't know about the world and I don't want to tell you what this is. <laughs> that is where. My, well, what do you see when you look at this? I mean, this is obviously a vibe. <laughs> I mean, you know? I arrived to that conclusion, but it's like the vibrator overall kind of has like a heel shape and our protagonist doesn't know yeah. what kind of part this is that has come off. Oh, OK, but he does mention that it's a bit wet. Interesting. The, the, the robot lubricates. Yes. Is it like oil, you think? I, some type of like oil or maybe mineral water that's been popular for <laughs> PC builds lately. <laughs> I like if the jo- if the robot has a job as a vending machine, <laughs> you know, just just dishing stuff out. I feel like if, yeah. if this robot does have a job, do you think they like turn on their RGB so they're like more appealing? Ah, uh, that's that's what the the colorists are gonna have to take advantage of if they ever get a hold of this, you know? Yeah, like like if this job if this robot has to go to a job interview, they like sync up their RGBs to like the company colors or something just to kind of <laughs> give the extra edge. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're like they look like cheat those like uh, tacky PC mods, you know, just RGB lighting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. See, I keep mine classy. I only got two little pink strips in my computer. Right. Just just a, a light little touch. But I'm not going to shame anyone who's got the full rainbow going on, looking like a, oh, yeah. a box of tricks. Live your best life if that's what you're into. In fact, I'm very impressed by people who sort of flex on their PC build by putting like anime figures inside their uh, towers. So you can see just how cool it is by the fact that the plastic in there won't melt. <laughs> Oh, very impressive. Yeah. I just have a, a sleeping little Jirachi. Oh, and so I'm curious for you and the listeners, if you want to reach out to us, if you had a cybernetic robot partner, would you get them like done up with RGBs or would you put anime figures inside of them? Would you install Minecraft on them? Yeah. That's the real question. You know? Can they run Doom? <laughs> yeah, there we go. And so we get back to our, our character here, who I think might have found the Doom chip. That's what this is. Not a vibrator, but just like it it homes Doom, the original. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like when it's on your PC. You yeah. <laughs> so he comments that he has to get to work. And then uh, we see a long bar cutting the page in half with like night and a street lamp indicating the whole day's past. Nothing interesting is day life 
Nothing happens at work. Let's just be real. Yeah, yeah. He's he's looking back at this device, holding it again, and he says it looks like it belongs to Catalia. Which, like, before I picked this, or before we started reviewing, I didn't catch that it's, like, Cadillac. Oh, okay. There's got to be some be etymology there of, like, classy mechanical. Maybe that's what Cadillac is, or maybe it's just because Cadillac is a brand. That's why they named her such. I don't know. Just like the word cattle is in there. So I'm just thinking moo, you know, like cow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, maybe that explains why this thing is wet. Oh, <laughs> robot lactation. <laughs> so he, he comments that says Catalia on it, which I think is also strange because that would imply either all of her parts have that or maybe it's because this is an accessory part. It says it. Who knows? Or maybe it's like the equivalent of like, Finding a girl's panties and realizing she still has her name on them, you know? <laughs> yeah. All, every date I've ever had has embroidered their name on their pants. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Every pair of me undies I get goes right into the embroidery machine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even wash it. I just embroider it first. Yeah. But, you know? <laughs> just put my little icon on there with the like horned hat and everything. I've lost way too many me undies just to, you know. <laughs> Take that risk. You know? Yeah, you have to put your car's only fan page on the the MeUndies. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so <sighs> our protagonist is kind of lying to himself right now because he goes to the mail section and he's like, oh, it's probably faster if I give it to her directly. And it's like, really? Obviously. Like, you got to have an opening, you know? <laughs> like, oh, oh, wow, look at that. I get to talk to the sexy robot girl on my apartment floor and like you gotta imagine as a guy that's a very difficult like opening line to think of like oh you know i just had to come over here and talk to you you know <laughs> yeah could you imagine going to a person that you're trying to meet and be like hey, i found a part of you <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's an in you know yeah it's, a, it's like oh i found your toe outside <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a very different meet cute like i almost want to compare it to cinderella except like he knows exactly who it is and he, as you've pointed out this is not a high heel <laughs> and she's not in a situation where like she needs rescuing from a big brave man it seems like she's her own person mm. so really this story is getting some really good original story points compared to what you expect and seems to be respecting our lady here yeah uh one thing i did want to bring up is does this does this guy live in apartments for robots or does is it the vice versa is he like, you know, Fry from Futurama <laughs> or lives in Bender's closet? Possibly. Um, <laughs> who knows? I mean, he's not wearing like your your typical businessman Japanese suit mm. that you'd expect from like a, a working protagonist. So he might have like a pretty bad job and can only afford a closet because that was Fry's whole thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll find the answers as we go through. But it's the it's the future. The economy could definitely be in shambles. So like we have to bunk up with robots. That's just what I'm, I'm imagining society is going into as a whole. Could you imagine like your Roomba is the contributing party to the house and like you just uh, bum off of it? My my, my toaster is the one with on the lease. Sorry, you have to speak to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he like goes to ring the doorbell and he notes to himself that this is the perfect chance to get close to her. Because up until now, he just sees her when he takes out the trash. Which I wonder if he's like tried ever doing things to spark conversation. Like he gets those really thin, clear trash bags and he has like a can of WD-40 in there to see if she mentions it. 
Well, okay. Well, put yourself in this situation. What is your opening line to a robot girl? You know, what's your like your smoozing uh, opener than milk if you see a robot girl on your apartment complex? Um, I mean, I go through this almost every day, and my opening line is, "Hey Google." <laughs> hey Google, you up? <laughs> now my Google's activated, and I'm just waiting for it to turn off. Oh, she's already turned on. You can't stop it now. I have a little mini on my desk. There we go. Okay, she's... Ooh. Milk like some petite. We found out, everybody. (laughs) Petite and and gray with a mesh covering. And hidden out of sight, I guess. Just fanning myself right now. It's just too hot for this podcast. My large generation Google home is out in the living room (laughs) on full display next to the skulls and globe. We call that a side piece. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the door opens. We get a shot of our lovely protagonist, Catalea, full body shot all the way from head down right down to the shins. And she's like, ah, Toma, what do you want? Brilliant shot of her, by the way. Again, just to point out, brilliant armor design, very futuristic, very uh, Warframe-esque. If you're familiar with those um, games listeners. I feel like a slight bit of insect to the face. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very, uh... Do you get that? I could see that, yeah. I think it's the eyes, you know? Yeah. Definitely, uh, trying to go away from just a humanoid. And very, also, uh, devoid of expression, you know? Yeah, there, there's nothing that can change expression on her, her face, but she uses her posing a lot for that. Yeah, the body language is doing the heavy lifting here. Uh, so a nice big shot of her, and then up to the next shot, we have Toma reaching into his bag, saying, sorry for the disturbance, but I picked something up. Then we get a quick glance of his eyes drifting onwards with the sort of the gaze of where he places his vision on her body. You know, so we have a nice shot of the tummy, you know, which is interesting. You know, and there's some shots of her crotch as well. He has some internal monologue saying like, ah, her body's as great as ever. Like this guy, he's, he wants it, you know, he wants the robot. There is no question about There's no like... We just get into this, you know. I'm curious that you, you use the term drifting, another car term again, I see. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. I knew this. This is a setup. This is entrapment. I knew it. Something I like here, and this is a really cool like framing tool I see in comics, is where they'll take something that can be just one box, but they'll actually split the box up. And Mm. I think really it sets the idea that it's taking a long time to scan through, you know, because her her tummy and thigh and crotch shot, if you remove the the paneling, it all lines up to be just one drawing. But because these panels are here, it shows he's taking his time. He's really bringing this in. And it's a really interesting way to communicate that idea, even when we're not looking at his eyes. It's a cool little technique. Yeah, definitely. We. I say we, as if like, you know, I'm a high, high grade artist. I, I, I try, you know, but it's definitely like what we call like a sort of a tracking panels, you know, they sort of like the sort of trajectory of someone's eyesight as it goes along somewhere. Or usually it's a sort of like, if this was, you know, if we wanted to correlate this into sort of film, people would look at this and be like, okay, so this is a panning shot, you know? So definitely gives you the emphasis of where our character's eyes are and sort of headspace, you know, very effective paneling tool yeah and just effectively controlling the pacing in Mm. a a written media which is always impressive yeah yeah definitely so you know our protagonist as he snaps out of his sort of uh fantasy a bit you know 
he presents this sort of object, quotation marks, uh, and he says, I found it at the trash dump this morning, which, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, if it's at the trash, maybe don't bring it back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a pet cat that like just brings you like your old thrown out socks or something. Yeah. I mean, just in just by context alone, you got to imagine that like, hey, whatever it is, it's kind of used up or, you know, <laughs> not not worth bringing back. But, you know, contrivances aside, you know, we need a story. So I would have liked if he kind of caught that, though, like saying it out loud, he would have been like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have brought this, you know, because he he didn't think about it until now because it's just really been an excuse to see her in his head this whole day. So something I'm trying to get used to now is like, you know, learning Japanese language is there's a lot of like uh, room for interpretation of certain words. So I can imagine that the original line for this is like, you know, I found it at the trash dump this morning was maybe he said, I found it discarded this morning, you know? So like the um, the person who reads that sort of Japanese line could sort of uh, imagine that like, oh, discarded, uh, trashed up, you know? They sort of like, sort of probably mean the same, they have the same word in Japanese, you know? There is a lot of translation stuff going on here because we're going from like uh binary to japanese to english yeah 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 uh, oh yeah binary yeah robot. <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> but i'm uh yeah so like uh maybe when it comes to that line trash dump but maybe not something to be too thought of literally you know so just quickly just absorb and just go on with that i guess i'm not trying to get hung up on it but we did but oh well um and says presents the object and says doesn't this belong to you and as we mentioned before, there is not a lot of room for expression here. So she has her hands clasped together and expresses, you know, emphatically, ah. We don't know if this is like a sort of gesture of embarrassment or delight, you know? So it's uh, interesting with a lack of direct facial emotion that we're not sure how our character is feeling right now. So that's a very interesting element right going on. Which I think is perfect because while they could have done some type of things visually in the panel to direct us as readers of what this is being conveyed here, I think it's good that they didn't because we're kind of on the side of our protagonist here just not knowing the situation. Oh, yeah, I guess that, that, that does help to immerse us in this world more. Exactly. And then to give a, a solid defining uh, moment she gets really close to him on the next page. So so you have a moment mm. to be like, oh, where's this going? And you turn the page and then you see her face to face with him. And she says, the thing you found is my chastity device. Chastity device. The limiters are off. You know, we have officially jailbroken the robot now. I did this to my go-kart when I was a kid and <laughs> I had a similar reaction because she is now like handsy all over him. And like after taking that speed limiter off, I rolled my go-kart. So very true to life here. Oh, coming back to cars. Yeah. <laughs> he he clarifies. He's like chastity. And she's like, correct. Very robotical. Correct. <laughs> she says, without this. I become extremely aroused. It is very bad. Uh, and she's like rubbing her thighs against him. And we're getting more of the the tracking paneling. Mm. Has she been like this all day and have been waiting for him? Or is it like one of those placebo things like now that she's aware of it? I, I would take this literally and be like, you know, hey, she was uh, bat gagging for it all day. And like, you know, you just happened to walk through the door and 
bam, like a feral wolf all over like a defenseless turkey, you know? Yeah. So it's a good thing he took it to her room instead of like just dropping it in the mail slot. Yeah. Now he wouldn't have got a robot poontang. Yeah. You know? And then you, you can tell he's pretty shy because she is all over him, like physically mm-hmm. grasping all over him. And he's just like, oh, I'm very sorry. I, I didn't know. She has to correct him. And in this panel, she almost looks stern just because of the angle. We see her face and her arms going straight out. But again, it's mm. body language, even in in a spot where you hardly see anybody that conveys these ideas. But she says, now you have to take responsibility for this, which I think is a bit unfair because like he doesn't have the warranty or anything. You know, he just <laughs> found the part. Exactly. Who's your owner? You know, <laughs> you know, you need to see your manufacturer about this falling off. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, onto the next battle. Nice big isometric shot. Sort of like she has got our protagonist Toma right in her arms and sort of like leads him further into her apartment and say, now this way. And he, our protagonist, obviously, you know, has got the bit of the, the playing dumb angle going on right now and is like, but Catalea, isn't this the bedroom? And she says, do you hate doing it with a robot? Our protagonist exclaims, he's dot, 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 never dot, dot, dot. You know, he's struggling to find the, the right words to sort of express how he feels in this situation. But, you know, Catalea is already on the horny mode. So engage, you know, he has to figure out the right syntax so it computes. <laughs> you know, whenever you're just trying to talk to your Alexa and she's just ordering you something and giving you a blowjob when you just want to turn on the lights, you <laughs> it's, know, it's the weirdest thing. It's a common problem. Like I have these new smart lights. They're called um, Goovy, but I always accidentally say Govy. And so they just go like go straight to my genitals. It's you got to be real careful. <sighs> got to be careful out there. You know, make sure you keep your receipts. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know? so. Toma has been just thrown onto the bed. So I like to, you know, I'm, my mind races to other places. Like, you know, does the robot have like super strength now as well? So like, you know, you just can't do anything about it anyway. Well, he's been working all day. He's probably just weak. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the robot does have a bed. So like, it doesn't just like, you know, sit in the corner by the outlet and charge overnight. So that's interesting to think about. I like to think it's a wireless charger underneath the bed. Uh, okay, so just like, you know, the further... A simile of like living as a human. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Catalia already going to work on undoing his pants. She's already bent over, full spread of her cheeks, just on display here. And she wishes she exclaims, uh, there's no other woman you like living here, right? You know, she's just so forward, so just into it. I think it's the horniest robot I've ever seen. Shot of the pants being undone. And, you know, she says, Hora, you're already stiff. So we're going to get into some interesting questions being answered right now of like, where is the penis going to go here? Yeah, because we don't see any assembly of mouth, but we do see a fairly rigid butthole here. Yeah, yeah, we see we see a butt and presumably a vagina where the chastity device fell out of. So, And disclosure, they are covered by black bars. So we don't know if that's like a bug or a feature of the robot right now. Yeah, the, the vagina is black barred, but this little butthole, it's it's very much like a little X with like, uh, I don't know, some some sharp pronging holes for, for tools, like I was mentioning. I want to I wanna chalk that up to censorship. I don't think that's what the butt looks like in actuality. Really? Hmm. 
Mm, I want to bet on that. Yeah, I'm I'm betting this is stock butthole and not modded. At <laughs> the box butthole. Let us know. You know, we're on Twitter at an infomercial. Tweet at us. Hashtag stock butthole or not. Mm. <laughs> Long hashtag. <laughs> All right. So we now like see him watching this all unfold helplessly, supposedly. This is why he was here. He's already stiff, as she's comment, and she's like not quite jacking off yet, but just like kind of grabbing it. Mm. And he's like starting to mutter to her, but she's like, "Does it hurt?" She she has the like little onomatopoeia. Very important here as well. We have the breasts being pressed up against the body as well, so that these are like I guess silicone. They're like pliable. They are to be emulated like breasts not like hard plastic shells you know yeah and so i was thinking about this i think maybe what we saw on the cover was like a bikini situation like a plastic outer coating ah okay for the decency yeah and so here in her apartment or when she takes out the trash she just has her her silicone breasts out Mm, fair fair we get some more detailed shots of this hand, which we can see not only is there like grooves for all of the knuckles, but there's even like a, a shape of like long pointed nails to this. Yeah, almost claw like. Yeah, very claw like. And now she's going back down on her herself. So she's jagging him off and he's screaming, uh, hopefully not in pain. Uh, and she starts to play with herself and we see a little bit of indentation of her finger into her labia. So that is assumably also another soft material yeah i'm guessing just um i guess that's the that's the point of it isn't it it's all gotta be like a soft like rubbery sort of uh uh exosurface you know yeah and we see the the black bar censoring on the vagina is smaller and then the butthole still has this well-defined shape so this leads me to really believe i'm right about this being stock butthole butthole i am i'm still uh I'm a firm believer that this is different, yeah, but oh well. On to the next page. So we have a nice reactionary shot of Toma. He's into it now, you know, he's like, you know, please more, Catalina. Which I'm glad. We've we've at least gotten, like, verbal consent. I mean, we, the reader, yeah, yeah. have known it's here all along, but we've got verbal consent. Consent, autonomy, independence, you know, it's all there. You don't have to feel any shred of guilt reading this and wondering about the ethics of making love to a machine and stuff like that. We have parties that are all bored on it, and this is 100% a green light project, you know? Yeah, you can tell that the Arizona market would really love this. Exactly, you know? Um, But anyway, the sort of gear shifts slightly to sort of like show that Catalina is becoming a bit more dommy in this sort of uh, interaction, you know, where she just like immediate like action panel of her just like gripping tight on the dick (laughs) and just saying like, you're not allowed to come yet. Toma. Very like sparks or like movement sparks out of the hand to denote like a sort of like a sudden shift in the grip to which, you know, our Toma shouts out, yikes. <laughs> what, a, what a strange choice though for the localization. Just yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. That's a bit too mean for me, uh, Kelly. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that aside, Dommy Mommy Robot Mommy engage mode steps up onto the bed with her heels on display yeah shoes on bed 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's meant like, like, do they sort of like uh, detach and come off? Our protagonist's shoes aren't on. So we saw him in the foyer area, assumably taking them off there, like most Japanese culture, like living situations. But she's just keeping her, her heel mode on. Yeah, yeah. I guess she doesn't have like a slipper attachment and such. So, you know, it's just like, it's just heels all the time. No, no, no uh, alternative. Definitely an upgrade worth purchasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she's like exclaims, uh, your precious human sperm. So either that's a sort of a, a sexual line or maybe there's like a darker connotation here that this like, you know, in this alternate dystopic universe that uh, maybe it's acts like some sort of fuel. Ooh, could we get into some an interesting lore here? <laughs> or she might be specifying because she's had so much like robot sperm in her. Mm, oh, yeah, you know, because you know, doing it with other robots just doesn't doesn't hit anymore, you know? Hold on. I have a prediction. Mm. Slight spoiler for Horizon Zero Dawn. Are you okay with that, Lemon? <gasps> uh, I think I'm playing through the game, but you can go ahead and spoil. Well, uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn's catastrophic event was that they created a robot that can consume organic material as food, such as like grass and stuff like that. Oh. And that's what really led to the downfall of human society. Huh. This might be, like you said, a fuel source, uh, like an organic fuel source. So this is a very dangerous road to take, oh. which would explain why they have those inhibitors. Ah, oh my God. We're, li- we're literally watching like Skynet become <laughs> self-aware right now. Yes. Oh my God. This, this is like patient zero of the robot <laughs> uprising. We're actually looking at a horror story right now. Wow. Yikes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Catalea presents her cooch on full display over Toma's head and saying, you should release it right here. And to show that the vagina is fully anatomically correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, with lots of black bar censoring and still the exact same butthole shape. All right. I think uh, you win on this one. It might <laughs> just be that's how it is. But like, I'm curious to see what like, you know, what would the inside of the vagina be interpreted as, you know? Yeah, like, are there, like, little vent lines or anything in there? Yeah, interesting. There would have to at least be, like, some flash seams, I would imagine. Yeah, or maybe, like, some warning signs of, like, you know, insert, do not insert your fingers into here or yeah. something, you know? organic material fuel passage. Oh, yeah, Recep- receptacle. Receptacle. Says, oh. Imagine that as a womb tattoo, just the word receptacle. <laughs> I, I have to comment that just at the very bottom of this page, you see him just like looking right into it. You gotta, you know, she's like standing right above him. If we had to presume the perspective is correct. She she does reassure him a bit. She says, uh, I'm not going to be rough, Fufu. Let us begin. And she like guides him inside of her. Oh, well, well that's, re- that's reassuring. Yeah, because she can probably, like, sense his fear. Like, she probably has algorithms to, <laughs> to like, read his face. Lowering threat level. <laughs> I, I just saw Megan the other day. The <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been mean to watch that myself. Is that any good? It's very good. Um, it does uh, some things you don't expect. It's not really horror, but there's some, like, startling moments. And I don't know why it didn't come to me sooner that, like, I saw that and then now I've picked this. But mm. the the fear is, like, so easy to have when there's something so human, so in control of itself and so aware of you. 
because in life, you know, we see lots of animals and they might be aware of us, but it, there's this disconnect, like how aware are they? And they're probably going to run away. Um, and, you know, there is only three times I felt fear from an animal. Uh, and one of those being a moose, just so fucking oh gigantic goodness. looking at me with the full intent to kill my uncle who was harassing this poor animal. And I oh feel I, I'm starting to feel that same sensation with this robot here. <laughs> and so I think this <laughs> line of her, like, I'm not going to be rough and like let us begin is like really digressing the moose level of threat here yeah because like there's probably no doubt in my mind that like doing it with like you know this type of robot does they have the capacity to like overpower me and kill me right we don't have an established like lore of like how common robot humanoids living on their own is and how much you know about them did he go to sex ed and like learn about robot vaginas? There could be like a twisting device down there for all he knows. They probably could not even be built for that, you know? Could just be sticking it right into like the charger port. <laughs> right? It could be my toaster situation all over again. Exactly. You know, chastity was just like a fun tech term. That's not an actual sex prevention port. That's just like, no, no, that's where you put the power outlet in, you know? Exactly. You have 12,000 volts up your dick in a second, you know? <laughs> Yeah, just a real shock and prick there. Yeah. Um, I want to mention that she's kind of like squatting down. So like knees up as she lowers herself. And it really does have a little bit more of that insect feel. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this is to convey that idea of like, this is not a human. Like we have some human form elements, but these things that seem monstrous or insect or like aquatic, like are just reminders in the, the visual form that this isn't a person. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I could see that. But then I would also argue for the other direction that like this pose is very like feral, you know, this, this is very like a, a very, uh, demanding sexual pose that just immediately like is so self-serving and very like um satisfying for the female you know so yeah well we know she's in charge yeah she wants it you know all day milk that chastity device has been out of her you know yeah and like an eight-hour workday is like centuries to a computer i imagine Exactly. The experience time dilation, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going on to the next page, let's see what we got. Full source force here. We have like, you know, where she was mounting on top. She's sort of arched her back further down the bed. So we have the more crotch on display being pushed out here to which she, you know, exclaims, mm-hmm, so good. It's been a while since I had a human penis. Again, Bringing up more interesting questions about the world here, you know, so is interhuman automaton relationships very common in this world? Are we just at a point where they're just, you know, there's nothing weird about, you know, robots and humans getting on anymore, you know? Yeah, I feel like her assuming that uh, he's had sex with a robot by the line of like, does it bother you to have sex with a robot? I feel like that kind of established the premise of like this is common and then her saying it's been a while since she's had a human penis again furthers the idea that this is normal yeah and then also brings up the question of like she had a human penis and then got a chastity device installed so interest just interesting implications all around but like maybe i'm not supposed to think too hard on it yeah you know this is supposed to be just random sex talk that's just like engaging us 
any physical form. There's a point in this show where I have to remember, oh yeah, not everyone who reads erotic manga spends an hour talking about every every like issue of it and like analyzing the pages. Yeah, the average reader has already finished and wiped up by this point. But yeah. Um so we're seeing some like motion blur lines that emphasize the sort of like, you know, just the smacking of uh cheek on cheek action here, you know. She's saying, I'm taking it all in. Nice shots of the vag up and down the penis, you know, all that good stuff. Then a shot from behind the butthole on display with the X pattern, which I'm starting to come around to your uh, subscription of belief on how this is presented. And she exclaims that she's just like really just thrusting at it, that she's never had a human partner this good. So she's had human relations before and it's been a while. And the last time it wasn't even that good. Maybe we... So the chastity device was just like, eh, maybe this wasn't even worth it, you know? Yeah, she she might be doing it for her herself, you know? Some would be like, oh, someone installed a chastity device. But, like, I know people that don't like getting horny simply because sometimes they can't find proper relief. Yeah, so she's just, uh, this is kind of like a, a satisfying, happy ending for her, you know? She's just like, oh, I'll never have dick that's good again. And just, you know, plugs herself up only to find out that her Prince Charming was just around the corner with a glass slipper. Yeah. <laughs> the Or the anti-slipper, you know, her little device there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's probably miserable all day. And like, this has just been a wonderful end of the night. Yeah. Uh, we see a, a good, like, just straight on mugshot of her asshole and like dick penetrating into her. We see various fluids spraying out as well as like coating her inner thigh. Mm. You know, who knows? Are those her fluids? Are they his? Uh, it's hard to say, but he, he mutters out her name. She goes, you want to come? That's okay. Come inside me. And we kind of see this like, just <laughs> death, gra- like gasp from him. We don't even see his, Facial details are all like grayed out as she's just like on top of him. Uh, and we see a X-ray shot inside and he's like squirting in. And we have like just as an inaccurate depiction of a womb as ever. in a lot of these like older Eastern mangas. However, this being an Android, it might be 100 percent accurate. Um, it's probably for the better that it's kind of like. Um, hard to ambiguous to see what's going on here because it does raise up implications of a robo uterus and where does all that fluid go? Well, I have to imagine it gets recycled into the body as fuel, but um, you know, there's no like implication of impregnation, right? I I don't know. I mean, it could be like for making little androids. I mean, they might have stockpiled her with like some eggs or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe this is a, maybe this is a future with no. Um, you know, living females. And this is just how men have to reproduce now. It possibly there. There's so many directions this could be going because it's already kind of gone outside of our typical expectations, not only in an erotic manga, but just like general manga having like robotic characters. You know, I feel like in any context, we don't see stories like this very often of just a robotic person living on their own completely autonomous exactly because every time robots are sort of introduced into a story we have to like you know retread isaac asimov's like theories of what we consider sentience and all this other stuff about whether robots are good or bad for 
you know, society and just like no one ever thought about like, what is it just like to fuck one? <laughs> In- and there's no like, you know, <laughs> duress of thinking of the ethics of doing so, you know? Which I think is such an interesting thing that we need erotic literature for because you know a lot of times when people go to write a story they feel like they have to ask what's the most interesting dynamic here and because of that sometimes you overplay the dynamic so much and never even considering that the the quote-unquote less interesting dynamic might be more interesting purely for the sake that it's hardly ever done exactly some people just want to read some fiction where they can just spend like a day in the life of rather than just sort of like catch it in the middle of his revolutionary uprising. And, you know, they're figuring out which robot killed somebody and they're just like, well, what was it like to just have it when it was good? You know, exactly. And a little off topic, but I think as we see like more VR and AR uh, media rise, we'll end up getting more slice of life kind of directed stuff. So it's like, what's it like in this fictional world before shit went down or, before the big cataclysm or or whatever an author of some type of narrative would think is the most interesting place to put their story, we can experience just slice of life places. And for now, it seems like erotic content is one of the only things that actually explores that stuff. But they have the leeway or or they have the, you know, they have the luxury of not having to have the most compelling moment in a fiction a fictional world's history because the most compelling thing is the erotic interaction going on at the moment which is often something considered mundane in those worlds yeah exactly so like it's just this is such a breath of fresh air like i wasn't expecting this type of uh content you know as expect like what i said earlier i was expecting like you know he's just gonna open up the package and assemble her and you know she's going to be like that and you know a real metabots <laughs> yeah you know it's just it's like it it's it, it makes me doesn't feel right to have sex with something that doesn't that just found out what you know life was like an hour ago you know <laughs> yeah uh this definitely feels more uh i guess human <laughs> like i was instinctively yeah, going to say she's established yeah. she's got her own apartment you know she's been living there for a while we assume <laughs> you know? yeah it lets you really focus on the like fetish of the the form you know like you're not concerned with anything outside of the the core fetish itself being like sex with a robot mm. yeah i guess this is just like just to not even overcomplicate things this is just a purely aesthetic erotic fiction you know we are just like what if we're just having sex with somebody who looks like a robot you know and that's just all that you need to sort of engage with on this you know you don't need to think about any of the like other things than just what you know you probably as a robot fucker yourself you know i presume the person is reading this you know that's just what you want and this is just it gives it to you directly and plentiful you know um we are only about halfway through and and you know as we get further we'll narrate through pages quicker but we want to go through some of these details in early Mm. i am curious to see if we have like any go-go gadget like shenanigans that happen Uh, i'm hoping (laughs) yeah because you know like you said it's purely aesthetic right now but if they introduce that that implicates a little bit more possible than with your standard physical organic lover so I'm, i'm curious but for right now she says he's coming inside me and we also get a 
splurt onomatopoeia. And I will say this is something that bugs me. When an artist will depict onomatopoeia in a very similar fashion to uh, voice work. So our speech bubbles for her during this ecstasy filled moment is illustrated the same way as a, a bubble around the splurt, which makes me wonder, is this an onomatopoeia or is this like being like, is her vagina talking in the same robotic voice and just saying splurt? Um, I want to say with what the nature of like Japanese language is, there is a type of um, writing called katakana, which is used for non-diegetic uh, Japanese sounds. So like this, you know, if I was to assume but this would look like in this original uh, format. This would this splurt would have probably written into something like you know katakana for the words they would use for splurt uh, to see to suggest that it wasn't like a natural noise. So that's what I want to assume is going on with that splurt. Like there is no like audible vagina noise going like st- announcing the word splurt here. See, I would tend to agree with that. However, this splurt is in a word bubble. Typically, katakana like that is outside of a word bubble and and often not localized or translated although sometimes i've seen it but never in a word bubble right right yeah that's uh that could be a thing hmm maybe we can only wonder yeah we'll never know <laughs> the intricacies of android um sex uh but anyway going on to the next page a shot of our of our male protagonist he's standing up very proud and straight Dick all the way into Catalea, who is using a sort of what physician would you call this? The sort of like the sideways missionary. Yeah, it's like that Tetris piece that looks like an upside down T, but just like rotated to the side. Yeah, she's basically doing her best impression of the letter H right now. Yeah, just for everyone trying to imagine it. We should get a copy of the Karma Sutra so we can like easily refer to, yeah, to poses. Yeah. Listeners, please open up to page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, while we're talking about like how there could be interesting ways of, um, robot utilization here, like if I was drawing this, I would have done like the top half, like spins or something like that, just to sort of emphasize the robotic nature. But like, there's some restraint here where Toma is just like drilling in from the side and she's saying, push it all the way in, you know, really get into it. Yes. Just like that. Some fluids are coming out of Catalea right now. I'd assume it's either hers or Toma's. But I'm saying it's got to be hers because it's very um, thin in consistency. Yeah. You know, it's not like dollops it, of uh, <laughs> semen. Yeah, it's it's not a penile liquid in any way, it seems. So. Yeah, yeah. So oil leak, maybe? Mm, don't know. There, There <laughs> is some like light shading in here, which, you know, could just be a sense to show different consistency, but also could be implying it's a, a slightly darker fluid. It kind of looks like oil to me. Um, yeah, it could just be like it, the way like it's interacting with the floor to sort of give it a darker shade and to sort of like distinguish it what it is. But uh, yeah, it could be oil. We just don't know. Maybe it'll further explain. Yeah, I will say, though, we get lovely details uh, in just the smallest places at times. Like right now with her leg going straight up, you can see the bottom of her or the back of her knee. And we can see kind of the the mechanical facets there. Yeah, yeah. And um, also from a technical perspective, um, they use, I don't know if there's a term for it, but like sort of line width to denote perspective. 
to the camera, like sort of like when an object, especially like when a drawn object comes closer to the camera, its line width gets thicker to, you know, emphasize uh, perspective shifting and sort of like things coming closer or further away from you. So that's like, that's in heavy use right now in this manga, sort of similar to the animation you'd see in Attack on Titan, just to give you perspective on that. I feel like it's really necessary because you have so many rigid lines that are in organic shapes going like around the the contour of her calves and thighs that perspective might be kind of hard to establish because you have lines that like don't really belong there you know like human Mm. people don't have these type of lines and machines typically don't have these organic curves so to represent that in 2d space in such dynamic posing you know, it's pretty difficult, but then like you point out, the, the thickness of the outer line really sells it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we go on to see a full back shot. They've gone back onto the bed. It's got a shirt back on now. Oh, so, yeah. Bit of, a, bit of a consistency goof. I'm putting that on the IMDB page. Yeah, yeah. Because it implies that they're still going at it. Um, oh, they took a break, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But... His shirt's back on, and we, like, never saw the pants, like, being removed, just undone at the beginning. So, yeah, a lot of clothing inconsistency, which I always find it wild that when you have, like, such a level of detail for character models that you lose sight in some of the little details. Mm. But, uh, you know, as someone who's, like, worked on things before, I know that, like, it's just so easy to lose track of the things you don't have immediately present like in your mindset, which would be the design of the robot. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can imagine that like it was just stressful enough to sort of uh, get Catalia looking consistent between shots. And, you know, I don't want to rag on Ratty's work here because, you know, very talented, very presumably, but there is some con- inconsistency with, with Catalia's design in between pages here. Her sort of like the sort of panel lining on her breasts are changing from panel to panel, but it's not too big of a problem. I feel like it's still like, gets the point across but yeah um i'm curious if you see like is there like a reference of like catalea being used here i don't know what um how they're going about like constructing it or that this is a wholly original um product you know it's hard to say because hmm. some people just have such a talent for holding on to a model in their head whereas other people can't visualize things at all for me, I'd have to like 3D print her out and like always hold <laughs> and like be looking. For personal re- reference, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. J- just for illustration references. Of course, of course, of course. And so she's topping him and she goes, uh, how do you like robot sex? Uh, <laughs> she says that like it's a survey. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that's what it is. She what we actually while he was putting the shirt on. She like used that opportunity to be like, "Well, you do a five minute survey," and then like he got the <laughs> shirt on. Your care. Yeah, and he's like, "What was that?" And she goes, "Nothing," and like pushed him back on the bed. Oh my god, it's like Big Hero Six, right? Now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, he uh, he does say that it's the best, and she is glad. It's the best. Glowing reviews, mm-hmm. and not the only thing glowing because we see his dick once again erect. Um, mm-hmm. I should comment good, good dick size here, you know, um, nothing like over the top, but like no, um, uh, no, even dialogue mentioning the size, like just 
it's there, existing, proud, erect. It gets the job done. Exactly. Um, she's been thrilled with it. She she mentions that uh, you seem to have some spare energy left. Like, again, putting it really into um, robotic terms, like energy. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She says, shall we try a different program next? Ah, oh, sweet. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of flips back into the sexy side. Uh, Give your dick to the deepest folds of my artificial vagina. Oof. Talk so romantic. <laughs> I feel like with a robot that's gained like this much sentience, to refer to any of themselves as like artificial seems interesting. I wonder if like she thinks of it in that context or if this is kind of just like sexy talk like oh he's never been with a robot so really emphasize that because her flirting earlier was like oh you take out the trash the same time every day like a robot. Mm. Yeah yeah I think that that is just like um, self-degrading dirty talk like when you say like oh you know so you know stick it in my whore vagina and stuff like that like like she's just playing into the sort of like uh, the stereotype stereotype for sort of a uh, a fun kinky romp, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I know I'm not, you know, I'm artificial in some sense, but you know, don't call me that. That's a bit like weird to say outside of the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when she's running through diagnostic tests, she doesn't refer to it as artificial vagina. It's it's like got yeah, its own yeah. serial number, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but here, you know, it's it's very much like you know, you're having the sex with a robot, and isn't that weird, you know? <laughs> Uh, should also mention in this page, uh, for all those feet lovers out there, we know you are listening, a uh, nice shot of uh, close-up shot of the heel just being on display here. So, oh, good call. You know, yeah. the, the artist was into heels, you know, so no shame, no judgment. All good there. Well, I mean, even the chastity belt was heel-shaped, so. Uh, I guess you could say that. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going right into the next program. Again, doing the sort of the H or what shall we say the letter? I'd say the letter P impression right now. Uh, this looks like an English uh, thorn. English thorn. What's that? Uh, the thorn is what would later be replaced with uh, the letter Y when uh, printing presses first didn't have thorns and then progressively become the TH oh. sound uh, that we know in modern English. So when you see signs that say ye old it's actually pronounced the old because that Y was representative of a thorn, which is like if a B and a P laid on top of each other, that's the silhouette you would get. It's just a bump in the middle. B's and P's on, on top of each other. That's next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's full thorn mode. Uh, and, you know, she's going at it. You know, she's like, you're in. Do me. Which, you know, hey, she's he's tr- she's trying, you know? Yeah. Just parts smashing onto each other. Really, you know, installing that uh, iOS uh, onto her, you know, in my experienced artificial vagina. So playing up two angles here now, we're going for the sort of the artificiality of it all, but also the sort of like the experience. So very like, you know, slutty and hoary kind of angle. So it's just interesting. We've got this uh, dynamic going on here for Catalea. A lot of interesting moving parts narratively well and the exact opposite of some of the ethical questions of like a new robot being just starting their life you know this is someone who has experienced all facets of life seemingly yeah 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 she she ain't no like ain't born yesterday you know yeah and then she exclaims full spread on display juices everywhere 
uh, humans really are the best. So again, you know, is she like mind linking with like the fridge and stuff like that while he's away? We don't know. Uh, she does have a little bit of a critique because now as they've moved back onto the bed and he's like mounting her doggy style, she's like, you're still holding back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, you know, like I've I've had my fair share, you know, you're going to have to start hitting harder, you know? Yeah. Well, in fact, yeah. Can you take me harder a bit more? And it's like, couldn't she just turn up her pressure sensitivity? You know, no. Why should why should she have to do that for him? <laughs> that, you know? That's you know? a good point. You know yeah. what? You're right. You're we're, right. All about the, we're all about the independence here. You know, this is this is a robot that fucks. <laughs> you know, this is a robot that's been around, you know, had maybe multiple users. We don't know. <laughs> so. I just this is just such an interesting character to see. I've never seen like a full-on sex robot that's just like not that's presented as like not a virgin, you know? And she knows exactly what she wants. She continues uh, to say, like this, don't hold back. After all, I am a robot. Take me with full force. We get a little bit more action lines to imply that he is taking directions well. Mm-hmm. The tempo has increased. Yes. Just slamming on the back of her. <laughs> and again, interested in the sort of like the robot verbiage. She's like laying down on the bed, spread eagle, and Shane, like, before we continue, let me just cool down a bit. She's like, you know what it's like with your PC. It starts heating up and you start hearing those fans go off. This is kind of what's happening to Catalia right now. <laughs> it's just that's kind of funny to me. I like to think that she like started operating something in the background, like with the rest of her house, and like it was just a little too much. <laughs> I know, like some like t- um, tasks and processes are, cl- are shutting down right now. <laughs> yeah, like she had a, a creative cloud update for Adobe, and she's like, "Oh, I need to let this process before we keep going." But our to- our protagonist Toma is not swayed. He's too worked up, and goes, "Not yet." Thrust right back into her, she exclaims, "A big hey ya!" Also, interesting point is that her nipples are more hardened now. So, like. I don't know if they were visible under the design from the get-go or if like there's like a nipple motor underneath the breast that sort of becomes erect to simulate arousal. But, you know, it's... Uh... Well, I think it's temperature related, you know, because oh. just now she's starting to overheat and they're, it's like uh, the opposite of human nipples, you know? It's like when she's too hot, they mm. erect. Nipples are on full um, erection, you know? I like to think there's little fans right behind the nipples and that's just like <laughs> opening... For, like, a vent. Yeah, yeah, very loud right now, Catalina is being. (laughs) And so she exclaims, like, I still want to fuck you. Wait, it's not fair if only one of us gets a rest. So, you know, like, Toma is just, you know, he's all worked up. He's all overstimulated. And Catalina, who's been through it before, knows how to pace herself, which is very funny to think about. Uh, You know, she's getting like a glass of water. She's she's cooling down, you know, got to think about baseball for a couple of seconds. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pull up a few mental Google tabs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of like, okay, whoa, whoa, doesn't get my bearing straight. So that's just kind of funny to think about. Uh, and then here on the, the 17th page, I think we have indefinite proof that the butthole was not censored. Yeah, yeah, it's got a weird sort of um, like X pattern. So that's kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, we see it slightly very cyberpunk perspective. But yes, very, very cyberpunk uh, 2077 style, I'd say. Mm. Rebecca's probably looks like this, I would imagine. There you go. 
we're getting a shot where we don't see our, our human male, just her, but he's still there because she's saying it's pushing all the way in. And she's like on her elbows and her head, like tucked down. Um, and what I really like is as we are getting into these more, um, I guess excited like sex scenes, you know, uh, we're getting more mundane positions. Like we've, we've gone down to like missionary and doggy style that they kind of flip back and forth. We're not doing any like English thorns or H's anymore, (laughs) but it's, it's thematically heating up. Uh, and I guess temperature wise. So I think it's kind of interesting that the, the positions are more, uh, vanilla as some would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I like, you know, again, the reference to a robot uh, girlfriend, it's she says it's a sensory overflow, like, you know, like a numerical overflow. So she's gone from like two, five, six to one now. So like, is she just resetting now? She's like boot up noises. Her eyes are going to turn blue and you'll see like a little smile or sad face in there. Oh, my gosh. Uh Oh, we've encountered a problem. Do you think in a future like this, there is like that just friendly war of like, oh, well, this iOS has better sex than that iOS (laughs) or or like Android versus Apple or Windows and Mac? Milk, you tell me you haven't slept with a Linux yet? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, they'll do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Linux, don't say no. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But yeah, we just get more uh, pounding uh, and she's continuing to say it's too much. It's too much. Which a part of me thinks that she might understand that this is like a very human thing to say. Um, or maybe she is overclocking. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like is she about to go into uh, a reset mode, you know, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you have to like push control, click delete to like reset her? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like there's like a power button on the back of her or inside her there to just press like in show bits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we go on to the next page. I think it's supposed to be Toma saying this. But it's not quite clear. But it says, I see from now on, I will satisfy you, Catalea. Uh, so, you know, it's like he's full on press. The legs are just like over his shoulder right now. And Toma just feeling very more confident in his sort of like manner of speech. Says, your pussy already belongs to me as um i guess if this was a human partner he's got his tongue out and presumably the other girl would have her tongue out as well and they'd be have like a sort of very sloppy kiss but uh, catalea doesn't have a mouth so he's just licking <laughs> the face plate <laughs> that's just kind of yeah. like that's kind of funny to me i mean in the in the moment it's very like hot and sensual but like <laughs> just licking that <laughs> It's probably got like a little bit of a penny taste to it. Oh, um, as I'm just reading out to the bottom now, you know, like she's got him in that position that looks like a a muscle buster wrestling move. Like legs just spread apart. He's got got her by the ankles. He says, that's why you shall bear my children. So again, we I don't know if this is like she can actually facilitate a child or He's just really getting into this and he doesn't he doesn't even know what's going on anymore, but he's just, you know, going monkey mode. Yeah, he, he might just be talking, which like it could be really offensive to her, because like 
<laughs> that means like he's still thinking in terms of the human on human fantasy. It's like mm. respect who and what she is, you know? Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe she can be pregnant. So maybe we'll see. But this could possibly be very offensive. <laughs> Uh, but either way, I don't think it bothers Catalina too much because, you know, she's into it and she's like, I'm <laughs> just maybe she's like internally question marks. But like, she's just like, all right, you know, come, come and she knows it. it's his first. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all right, you know, whatever. Hey, whatever makes you come to the finish line as well. Whatever. Say whatever you want, you know. Uh, yeah. But hopefully they have a good chat after this about like, you know, where where the comfort lines are. And, and you know what? Maybe maybe it's also. If she can't do it, she's probably into the idea of doing it, you know? So respect all fantasies here, you know? Yeah. I do one more note I have mm. about this page really quick. Yeah. Is I wish they translated it a little bit different and mm. said, all your puss are belong to me. There we go. If, if Milk was translating <laughs> this project, they couldn't resist. <laughs> I just, I feel like it could have been so easily slipped in there, you know? Uh, yeah. I got... The memes don't exist in this far off future. <laughs> but yeah, she, so she says, come and film me. And I presume we're going up to a climax shot. Yeah. The, the next page we have on Mapia that incorporate the speed lines running down the walls. We hear, didn't you drop the chastity device so I would find it? And he's like, such a thing. Tell me the truth. And she's like, yes, I was longing for human dick. I couldn't endure the weight any longer. Uh... Does that mean she had longing for human dick in a non-sexual way? And that's how she was able to feel that regardless of the chastity device? Or did she go out and buy this chastity device and never even used it and just like left it out there for the implication? But he didn't even know what it was. Mm, I think what it was is like, you know, she had a human partner before Toma was disappointed. So it's like, all right. But I need to say, I need to have some way of satisfying my insane desires and buys the chastity device in be a vain hope of like satiating herself. Uh, so she puts in the chastity device, but like, hey, that's not doing the job, but I'm just going to like, I'm going to throw it away because I don't like it. But maybe I can use this to my advantage and sort of uh, get Toma to like man up and, get, and come knock on my door. You know, that's my theory of what's going on right now. I feel like this could be replicated in our society by like throwing, like going to throw away condoms and it's like, oh, I'm so horny, but these expire. <laughs> like, you know, maybe, maybe throw away like a giant box of condoms in front of your neighbor and then like wink over. <laughs> uh, just a forewarning for anyone out there. If you pick up any condoms out of the trash dump, it's not a good opening line to bring them back to that person's apartment and sort of you don't want to take them back to her and be like you dropped this you dropped these in the dump my love <laughs> you know I, I'm sure it'll end just like this in just ravenous passionate sex totally totally it'll you know all your dreams will come true disclaimer please do not do that <laughs> please do not pick up condoms that look you know, pretty new and bring them back to the apartments in hopes of getting something from somebody. It's probably not going to happen. You know? But yes, on to the next one. We just get a nice big spread. Come shot. Nakadashi, as some would say. Nice shot of Catalea just like uh, on her back, but then the pelvis is sort of risen just to emphasize the shot. 
Toma is laying like all energyed out on top of her, which I think if this is anything to go by that, I think Catlia is like slightly taller than Toma, or at least bigger in some sense. So she does seem a bit larger. Definitely that sort of dommy mommy aspect is in here. The heels definitely clue me into that aspect, you know? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. I accidentally tapped into the next page a little little sooner and golly, because okay. she's laying there satisfied, uh, come dripping out, and she says, you really are the best. And she clicks her clit like a little button. <laughs> and out comes... Um, like uh, her labia plating like lifts up and out comes like a clitoral gun. <laughs> yeah, the whole uterus just is on display here. It's like prolapsing, but also like a transformer. Like it reminds me of in Fully Cooly when the robot like turns into the, the big gun. Yeah, yeah. Or I was thinking like Evangelion when the entry plug comes out and sort of like the robot parts like shift out oh yeah we were talking about like oh we want a um a robot a robot part of this you know to be in effect and here we go it's right here right now in front of us this yeah the vagina has a flap not just <laughs> not just that flap but it you know comes up like a car bonnet <laughs> <laughs> yeah 21 pages and we get our first like science fictiony feature of this you know, sexual enterprise. Yeah, I'm just I'm kind of interested that she like, you know, hey, let me just show you something cool. Click, <laughs> you know. There's a lot of moving parts down here, which is a little terrifying. I don't know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I just I see so many places that skin could get caught. A real there's something about Mary moment. Mm, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, it looks like it was built for the job. So like it looks like it's did it did it. Yeah, I, I love how she's just like, Hora, look at all this semen as it's like yeah. spilling out. Yeah, give it like a bit <laughs> analytical breakdown of it, you know, that'd be kind of yeah. cool. She's like, you did great. Your pH balance is this. Yeah. <laughs> Your thyroid is healthy. Your blood pressure is spiked, but that's understandable given the consequences, you know. She says, uh, I don't think I'll be needing that chastity device for a while. Oh, cool. They're going steady. Uh, so on to the next page. So, you know, complete palate cleanser. Back to sort of similar to one beginning. It is now Friday, 8-29. Tomo's narration. He dresses up. He's taken out the trash. Shots of sort of mundane life. But now he goes to her room. And then Catalea opens up the door, already leaking. Let's not even ask what the fluid is. It might be something harmless, not oil. She's already fully like ready to go, saying, welcome. You're taking a break from work today. That means we have time to do a lot. And Tomar remarks that as meeting, as always, meeting on Friday is my secret pleasure. So that's kind of fun. They're just they're going steady now. Yeah, at least for hooking up. It, it seems like it's purely sexual. They could just be very busy people, only on Fridays together, you know? Yeah, you know, sometimes that's just where life is, where you just have a, a sexual partner in your, your complex and nothing more, and that's fine. Yeah, very good. They just might happen to be a robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, I when I said that, the Siri on my iPad acted up. Uh, she's interested. Yeah. I'm... I'm actually bothered that that happened. I don't know. 
maybe this this far off future isn't far off at all <laughs> yeah uh, but that's that's the end of our manga. Um, after that is uh, like a little bit of splash page of what I assume it was like um, just a different conceptual design because we see the like flower breastplating and then we also see um, some like flared rings around the hips that weren't mm. part of it and um, a more I would say insect like head like with plating around that side that almost comes down to like where are they like jowls pincers mandibles or something mandibles that's yeah. what i'm thinking of yeah this is like just like a nice little alternate version of catalina just for i guess concept references yeah it might be like mods that she wears you know it's different wears you know she might have different dresses we don't know that was a great little deviation of what would be expected for like something animatronic i'd say this is a good doujinshi you know like if you're into robots um and maybe even if you're not, this is just still kind of hot because, like, the design of Catalia is very sort of, like, sleek and interesting. That sort of gives a, an interesting uh, level of cosplay, you know? The robot aspect doesn't even play this big into the doujinshi. Um, in fact, it's only, like, brought up very sparingly. So it's just, it's a very interesting little read. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you don't need every element to play such a heavy impact on everything. It's just a matter of the stake, because when it comes to erotic manga, people are choosing this medium over others because they want to just see things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's the perfect place to play with, like, just aesthetic value and not having it be integral to everything else. So. Mm a perfect place to play around with the idea they had. So I'd, I'd say that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid little series, you know, just a nice little 24 pages robo romp. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to find more robot stuff. I know you're really jazzed about fucking cars, but like <laughs> if we can find some, some good premium robot stuff, that'd be great. Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta go outside my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, don't don't relax the chair all the way back and, and get out of that comfort. Mm. Shift it up a gear. Speaking of updates, I don't know. I was going to try to transition te- in a tech way. But uh, Lemon, you're working on something cool. You want to tell people about it, get them excited. Future Milk here. Uh, all the audio here got weird and cut out. But also it took me so long to edit and get this episode out. That Lemon's thing is out. Lemon made an animation. Go check it out. It's based off a voice audio by Waver CD. Links in the show notes. It's called Big For Him. You know, hopefully uh, this is uh, is what puts me on the map, you know? She's big for him, but this is going to be big for you, right? Yep. There we go. Thank you, Milk. You always have the best, like, advertising slogans. Oh, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) The zingers. But yeah, um, also, while you're looking around and poking at things, why not go into the show notes of the episode and follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. And in fact, a uh, shout out to Ganeth. Uh, Ganeth. Hmm? Ganeth, I believe is pronounced. Ganeth. But, you know, uh, we'll say every version of it just to make sure that they can edit out the ones that we just got wrong. <laughs> so Ganeth, Ganeth. Yeah, when you go to show all your friends that you got shouted out in a hentai podcast, just censor down to the, the right one. There you go. Ganeth, Ganeth, Ganeth. Uh, maybe like a silent A, so Ganeth. 
yeah, you rock. You're awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah. And um, for the rest of you, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Yeah. Do I have to say something as well? or No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I keep missing the cues. But yeah. No, no. Um, you no did it to there. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Eat up. Eat up. I want to fuck a car.